Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about mine building, gold mine building at that, in Canada. And I have great pleasure to be joined by Matt Manson, President and CEO of Marathon Gold. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Paul. Now, you're very much uh, in the throes of building out the Valentine mine in uh, Newfoundland and Labrador in Canada. Um, the corporate presentation you've got um, said that you're about 35% complete to the end of the June quarter. Obviously, we've just ended the third quarter. Maybe you can give us an update of uh, where things are. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're in the habit of putting out quite detailed updates every quarter. As you've reflected, we... We, we give we give progress on, on and we quantified progress and and progress on budget and schedule. So we've we've had a great summer. You know the summer construction season and any build is really important, and um, uh, it's gone very well for us. So our our principal work fronts are threefold. We're mining both in the Leprechaun and now also in the Marathon pits. That's mining for waste rock material. <coughs> Pardon me. We we passed three million tons of rock mined this summer. A nice milestone. Uh, so that's gone very well, and that's supporting the construction process. And that, for us, this summer has been the process plant site and also the tailings management facility, or TMF. And in both of those, we are what's called now above ground. So we've finished the earthworks, you know, you know, very largely finished the earthworks in the TMF, but but in the process plant, we finished the earthworks kind of mid-July um, t- time, end of July. Um, and so that meant that those two big areas of technical risk are, are behind us. You know, if you're, you know, if your listenership, if you're building a house, you know, all, all the problems are in the foundation kind of stage. And when you get out of that stage, things, you know, go faster, right? And, and, and so that's where we are on both of those work fronts, the process plant and the TMF. So I think, you know, we, we're entering October here. You know, looking back on a, a very constructive and uh, productive summer at the, pro, at, the, at, the, at the progress, and we feel we're kind of racing ahead with it at this stage. Well, that's obviously very good news. Um, in previous conversations we've had, you've talked about you're still looking at design modifications, and, and in the last update, you, you sort of gave more detail on those about uh, potentially um, building up the grinding circuit, the gravity circuit, the CIL circuit, getting um, those built bigger, quicker, um, yeah. I think is perhaps a good way of uh, describing that. Well, what's the progress on, on those things and other potential design modifications that uh, you may have in the wings? Yeah, those those design modifications, I mean, I stress that we haven't changed the flow sheet in any way here. It's still the same mill. It's it's grinding, it's gravity, and it's CIL. But our, our just to reiterate what we did, you know, our plan has always been to start – uh, relatively small, two and a half million tons a year, w- w- within a within a building and within a, a a mill that can do up to four and is scheduled to go up to four. So in terms of the crushing and the grinding and the back end, it's all designed for four million tons. But our game plan has always been to start at uh, at two and a half with a very fine grind on a very simple flow sheet, just gravity and CIL. You get a high recovery on that, and then you know come year four, you throw the switch on a regrind and a flotation circuit, and that allows you to coarsen up the grind at the front end, get your four in, and then with that coarser product, the regrind and flotation keeps the recoveries up. So what we did through the detailed engineering phase is just say, okay, well, let's just make sure that grinding circuit will work at four. Let's um, you know look ahead and make sure that it's fully operable at four. And we thought, well, we should open up that building a little bit, space things a little bit more, think about those things now. 
so did that. And at the back end, we saw some opportunity to to go now with, with more tanks in the CIL leech circuit, bigger tanks, and also get in there now and pour the foundations for any future tanks that we may require. And what, once you've done that, the front end and the back end kind of work, which is really just kind of making sure that, that you've got a, a, a mill that's going to deliver its best potential, you step back and you realize, well, what we've just done is allow ourselves the ability to get up to that two and a half million ton run rate at the very beginning, but then just keep going. Get, get more stuff. We've, we've de-risked the front end. We've expanded the capacity of the back end. So still on that simple flow sheet, we're going to be able to get more tons in and allow the operators to push, push, push in the early days. We're not going to change our guidance in terms of, of mining plan. We're not going to change the technical report. We're really just giving the project a lot of upside in the processing capacity on this big building we're building for the for this four million ton a year mill. So that that's gone well. That was all incorporated into the detailed engineering stage. It's now being executed upon in terms of our foundations and our design and our building and our and our buying of tanks. Nothing else. Nothing else coming down the pipe along those lines. Um, I mean, I think I think um, it's again my my original point there. It's important to stress that what what we're doing here is we're not changing the basic mill. The flow sheet for this project's been locked in for years now because the metallurgy of this deposit is quite simple. It's a lot of it's a lot of free gold. So um, so we haven't really uh, had any cause to change any of that. Uh, we're really we, you know the, the, these changes we made are really about thinking about the future, thinking about giving ourselves some upside, and thinking about sort of the practical considerations of operability. Okay, but um, bringing forward things in the plan or building them earlier and bigger, um, what impact does that have on sort of budget, capital spend, things like that, and uh, financial position? Well, it doesn't doesn't have any further impact on capital spend other than what we've already disclosed. We disclosed that it will be a $30 million um, uh, cost to do that work now. Um, and, and so, and again, we're not changing any of our guidance on tons and grade and cost and ounces. So um, all we're doing here, and I don't want to sort of, you know, start talking, you know, new guidance, right? You know, uh, so uh, all we're doing again is we're giving we're giving the, the mill operator the chance to get more tons in than two and a half in that first ramp-up period. Uh, the, the, the mining team is going to be mining at higher rates than that and stockpiling. So that gives them the opportunity to deliver more ore to the mill than, than ore to a stockpile. Um, we're going to look at how that mill operates in terms of, of unit costs. We're going to look at how our mining operates in terms of costs. We're going to look at what the gold price is. We're going to look at what kind of recoveries we get because – Getting more ore into this mill means progressively opening up the grinding aperture and putting in more material at a coarser uh, um, grind. And that means that'll have a recovery impact. And so there's a trade-off here with tons and ounces and tons and grade and cost. All of that goes into an analysis. We're just giving the team the opportunity to do that analysis every month and just, you know, which is what they'll do anyway. I mean, if you've been through a, a new mine build and a ramp up, you get up to faceplate and when you're ramping up, it's all about, uh, you know, the speed bumps and the bottlenecks and making sure everything's balanced and your mill's working well. You get up to that steady state uh, line. And then the first meeting that happens is the deep bottlenecking meeting. How can we get more tons in? 
right? And the call goes out to the mining guys to deliver more tons, and you've recognized that some pump or some centrifuge or some conveyor is your bottleneck, so you work out, a, you know, how to change that out and get more tons in. So the, the conversation about getting more tons in starts immediately, and uh, and we've just basically kind of had that, you know, already, uh, that discussion in the context of these changes we've made to the flow sheet. So, again, um, not getting new guidance on, on ounces or cost or... Um, or tons, or recovery, uh, just uh, giving ourselves the ability to outperform that, that basic plan. Okay. Now, um, you've recently announced the hiring of Gil Lawson as uh, COO, Chief Operating Officer. Uh, Gil's got uh, quite um, a, a long experienced history, so that seems to be quite a, a very good signing for you. Um, how why did you bring Gil on, on board? Um, yeah, you know, without going into too many details, uh, Tim Williams, who'd been with us for a number of years, um, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, had to, had to leave for personal reasons, for family reasons. Uh, his family's in Australia, so um, uh, you know, we we went out to look for you know some grey hair, essentially. You know, if I, you know, I don't want to insult Gil too much, but I wanted a, somebody who's sort of been there and done that. And Gil, you know, Gil. The, the the future for us is in that role is really about the second half of the build. And the second half of the build is all about operational readiness. It's about starting to build an operating team. Um, it's starting to think ahead to steady state operations. Who are the operating team who are going to inherit the project from the projects team who will pass it off? So, I was, I've got a good projects team there. Palo Toscano has, has been running that projects team through the build. Um, so I didn't want to fix what wasn't broken there. I'm really thinking about bringing in somebody who has, who has been a mine manager before, right? So Gil has, has managed four or five mines in his career. You know, there's been, there's been, um, there's been Muscle White, there's been Campbell. Most recently he was, the interim GM at Tassius and Mauritania, Ken Ross reached out to him to go over there and do that for about nine months. Um, and so he's got that experience of putting together that, that type of team. And uh, that's what we're looking for now in that role. So Gil will be based in Newfoundland. He's going to be working out of uh, Grand Falls, Windsor, as Tim was, and, and very much focused on that aspect of the company's evolution now. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about the, the company's financial position. Um, I know you haven't reported your third quarter results yet. At the end of the second quarter, you had 130 million Canadian on cash. Um, how, how much, uh, have you got now? How much is left to spend to complete the, the build? Can you give us any sort of color on that, please? Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, a little, little bit of restriction where I can say because we are coming up in our, our third quarter. So, um, yeah, uh, there's, there's a $225 million U.S. Uh, term loan, of uh, which we've drawn 50 so far. There's a, so there's 175 million U.S. of committed debt financing there. So, um, you know, I, you know, we're we're in good shape. I think uh, we've raised in total about 540 Canadian uh, money that's been raised or committed. 540 Canadian for a, for a bill that would be about 500. So that's a bit tight. I think most people think that's a bit tight for us. So there's there's got to be a little bit more wood to chop, I think. Um, you know, when we think about the requirements to get us to to first cash flow in terms of working capital requirements, ramp up the full the full ticket item. So, 
I think I think in, in good time we'll look to do something else to to strengthen that balance sheet a little bit. But uh, uh, you know we're we're uh, you know we're you know we're you know full steam ahead at this stage, and uh, uh, I feel we have a bunch of options on on that front, and uh, you know uh, you know recognizing what a terrible market it is. I mean, I think you know you know the the lowest you know option on our on our um, uh, on our list of options is just to go ahead and do some equity. I think that would be something that's not particularly very sensible thing to do in this market. So, um, uh, but again, we've got some time uh, for whatever we want to do. And I think we're in a good shape right now. And, uh, um, and uh, you know, you know, in, enjoying a project that's ticking along very well. Okay, so the first production is what, 2025. So I guess you've got a, um, a little over a year perhaps to get that uh additional working capital capital in place. Beaver Creek people were talking about potentially a fifty million raise coming up at some point in the in the near future. Yeah, we're not really talking numbers, Paul. Um and not really talking numbers, not really talking timing. Um, you know, it's it's uh you know we're 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 in good shape um and we're very focused on the build and um you know, heads down in that regard, and you know, trying trying to stay away from market speculation. Um, but uh, you know, the most important thing is the project is the project going well, and the project's going very well. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll do whatever we need to do in good time. I think is the answer to that. Okay, now let, let's finish up talking about exploration because uh, the exploration effort uh, is, is underway again, and you've been getting some pretty interesting results. Um, how, how are things progressing there? Yeah, I mean, we we've um, this project has always rewarded exploration. I mean, when I came in in twenty nineteen, we had a, we had a two um, uh, pit project, and now we've got a three pit project, and we've had buried in just in the last couple of years. Um, so during the build, necessarily you kind of back off an exploration traditionally, but we 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 haven't. I mean, we've still got a full exploration team working. What we have done is we've moved to the, the edges of the trend. You know, there's a 32 kilometer trend here, and, and the, the main main plan is within just six of that. So we, we're up in the eastern arm uh, this summer. We've done a lot of generative stuff, prospecting, trenching, opening up new roads. Uh, you know, there we've got all the right geology going along. Uh, we've got gold grains and till samples. We can see mineralization in bedrock. There's a lot of smoke up there. Um, taken a bunch of samples this year and we've done some trenching as I said and opened up uh, close to the contact so we're, we're seeing a lot of smoke up there so I think that's going to be a, um, a you know it, it's a big area it's 14 kilometers long it's kind of a multi-year effort up there it's almost as though we're opening up a completely new project up there um, uh, but that's gone well I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff we're seeing um, obviously, the gold system has continued up through that area, and now is the question of zeroing in on the areas where it's densified, such so that we can have a pitable resource. We're about to start drilling uh, this fall on something which is a little bit close to the home. It's the Frank deposit, and uh, Frank was discovered in 2010, 2011. And when you visit the site, it's a it's a hill on the western side of the property that's covered in trenches, so it was it was well trenched and gave some good results. Um, but passed over very early on, just after I think thirty drill holes, uh, because uh, Marathon, well, Leprechaun became a big thing, and then Marathon was discovered, then Berry was discovered. 
And it was thought that the mineralization at, at Frank was a some sort of different phase, a, a younger phase, less interesting. And with the benefit of the team's understanding on the controls of mineralization elsewhere in the property, we went back to Frank, uh, did some televiewer surveys, those optical camera surveys down old Joe Holes, measured the orientations of everything, and realized it's another example of the same mineralizing system. It's exactly the same. And um, for those, you know, who have really got into the weeds and how we explored this deposit, there's two drilling orientations. And one of them, one of them sort of cuts across the, the mineralization, uh, you know, at, at a low angle to the main veins and, and is a bit hit and miss. And the other one sets up and goes down at a high angle to the main veins and goes bang, 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 and gives you the long intercepts of, of, of grade. So Frank was only drilled with the first of those orientations, the hit and miss orientation. So when we see that, we say, aha, right? You know, if we just drilled that orientation on the other deposits, we would have missed a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, the idea is go back to Frank uh, and pop in a whole bunch of holes in the right orientation, right? And um, uh, and that's what we're doing starting this month. Um, and uh, it's only one kilometer west of uh, Leprechaun, this deposit. So if, it, if this works out, it's the, you know, the target, and you've always got to have a, a rationale for expiration. The rationale for the expiration here is is a fourth pit. Right, we're going for we're going for a fourth op- open pitable re- uh, deposit that can feed the this mill. Uh, so fingers crossed. It's a very it's a very good concept, and the uh, team did a very good job modeling it, incorporating all those old historical drillings. Um, you know, looking at it with our with our current eyes, and uh, there's and it's uh, and we're going to drill it. How many meters are you going to put in in this uh, first round? We're going to again. Modest. We're just going to do four thousand meters initially, and more of the success. That's that's how we see it. Um, okay. And uh, trying to keep the exploration going. You know, we don't want to be, we don't want to be doing big budgets uh, when you're building a mine. Um, you know, uh, it, it, but keeping it going, keeping it warm, keeping the pipeline of work going, so that when we're 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 back in the saddle in a bigger way with exploration, when 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 we're operating at the project, you know, there's there's some continuity there. Okay. Um, to close, Matt, what, what's going to be the next big milestone for Marathon Gold? I think um, we're at the stage where buildings are going up, right? So uh, we are working hard to get our uh, mill building, the grinding building, and close before the end of the year. That is the critical path for the project. And in my experience, when people see a building up, and, you know, enclosed and equipment being installed behind those walls. And, and you know, uh, that, that is a very eye-opening moment for any project. At that stage, Paul, we'll have been mining for more than a year successfully. We'll have our tailings facility uh, well advanced, well off the critical path, uh, and past all of those moments of geotechnical risk that can provide you a headache. And we'll have a building. Uh, that is, people were working inside to install uh, all the mechano of the uh, of the process plant. So um, that I think will bring home to people just how uh, 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 you know just how close we are to to realizing the full value of this project. And there's a bunch of projects going right now who are all on the same schedule. We're all looking to get our mill buildings and close by the end of the year um, to equip them during 24. 
for commissioning uh, the second half of 24. Uh, some of those projects are guiding to first gold, you know, second half of 24. Some are guiding to first gold, first quarter of 25. We're guiding to first quarter of 25. Uh, but we're all kind of on the same schedule. And I think a key element of that, the key milestone is is being able to show photographs of the mill building up. And, and we're looking forward to that. Yeah, it starts looking real, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Marathon Gold trades on the TSX under MOZ. Matt Manson, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Yep, thanks, Paul. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Stay tuned for more from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.